The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Hey, we made it to Friday. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Friday, January 13th, 2023, Friday of the first week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year A, cycle one. Friday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary. And today is the optional memorial of St. Hilary of Poitiers, bishop and doctor of the church. Born in 315, raised a pagan, he converted to Christianity when he met his God of nature in the scriptures. Against his will, he was chosen to be the bishop of Poitiers in France. He was soon taken up with battling Arianism. When Emperor Constantius ordered all of the bishops of the West to sign a condemnation of Athanasius, the great defender of the faith in the East, Hilary refused and was banished from France. While riding in exile, he was invited by some semi-Arians to a council which the emperor had called, trying to counteract the Council of Nicaea. Hilary defended the church. The Arians pleaded with the emperor to send this troublemaker back home. Hillary was welcomed by his people. St. Hillary, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. My God, I adore you and I love you with all my heart. I thank you for having created me, made me a Christian, and preserved me this night. I offer you the actions of this day. Grant that all of them may be in accordance with your holy will and for your greater glory. Protect me from sin and from all evil. Let your grace be always with me and with all my dear ones. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying that educators may be credible witnesses teaching fraternity rather than competition and helping the youngest and most vulnerable above all. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. We read today in our readings from Mass from these early days in Jesus' ministry. We're reading along in this beginning part of Mark's Gospel. And today we have this story of the paralytic who is healed on account of the devotion and love of his friends. Our Gospel tells us that when Jesus returned to Capernaum after some days, it was reported that he was at home. And so many people gathered together that there was no longer room for them, not even around the door. And he preached the word to them. So Jesus, you come back to Capernaum and this big crowd welcomes you. And it's an immediate uh, crowding situation that there's a lot of people there and, and you're preaching to them. And then these friends show up, these four friends uh, four men carrying a paralytic on a stretcher. 
And we heard earlier in the gospel that the last time you were in Capernaum, Jesus, you healed everyone. Everyone who was sick got healed. And so we wonder what, what happened either between now and then, like what happened between these two stories that now there's this, this man who is paralyzed who needs healing. It could be any number of things. It could be that he, this is a recent injury that occurred. And so we need to, we need to bring him right to Jesus because this happened since the last time that Jesus was in town. Or it could be as we pray with this and consider the situation that the friends who were supposed to bring him for some reason missed the memo that maybe they didn't, um, they didn't know that that day of healing back on the end, after the Sabbath in that first day of Jesus' public ministry in Capernaum, that they didn't know that these healings were going on, and they thought that they they missed their chance. But a third possibility could be that maybe these these four men carrying their friend the paralytic, maybe they themselves had been in need of healing. Maybe they were among that first group that was healed and. Now that they're well and healthy, they, they want to bring their friend who didn't get the opportunity, that there was no one to bring him. And so now they, having first been healed in that first round, they want to bring their friend now on this second round of healing. Whatever the situation, whether it was negligence or whether it was a more recent need or whether it was them passing on what they've received, these friends, these are good friends that they are totally devoted and that they are not going to let anything stop them. They need to get their friend to Jesus. And so as a result, they don't let this big crowd around the door stop them. Imagine the scene that they they get there and they tell their friend, this paralytic, that we're going to go see Jesus and he's probably going to be able to heal you. And they get to the house and they, they can't get anywhere near the door and they can't push their way through. They, the crowd is so overwhelming that they can't get in there with a stretcher. And maybe they felt a little dispirited. Maybe even one or two of them are thinking, okay, we'll try another day or we just need to go home. But however it happened, these four friends, they, they didn't give up even when they were first met with obstacles. They kept at it with the virtue of tenacity, that they really, with this real tenacity, they weren't going to let obstacles get in their way. They were going to find a way to get their friend to Jesus. And I wonder if we need that same virtue. Many of us probably do. I was just in a situation recently where I was supposed to take a flight and go to an event, and it was going to be a good event, but it was a busy time, and the bus that was supposed to get me in the group to the airport didn't show up. And I remember for a brief moment thinking, well, it's 1.30 in the morning, the bus isn't here, we're probably going to miss the flight now, and so might as well just go home and go to sleep and, and just quit. And that's not a good thought. That is a temptation. And when those thoughts arise, we need tenacity to say, okay, an obstacle presented itself, but we are going to find a way around it. We're not going to let anything stop us. And oftentimes, if there's some particular 
grace that God has in store for us. The devil will try to throw these obstacles in our way, trying to make it more and more difficult for us to receive all the good things that God wants to give us. And so when we meet with obstacles in our interior life or in our growth and holiness, we can't become discouraged. And we definitely shouldn't just quit or even just procrastinate. Maybe we want to go to confession, but there's a long line. And so I don't really want to wait. And I'm actually, I'm feeling a little bit hungry or, you know, whatever. So I'll just, I'll go to confession another day. Like, no, if I need to go to confession today, I'm going to go to confession today. I'm going to find a way if it means waiting in line, if it means going to another church or another priest or whatever I have to do. If I need to get to confession today, I don't want to let anything stop me. I want to be tenacious. Jesus, we should be tenacious in our devotion to you, but also in our apostolate. That when it comes to how we spread the gospel, how we bring our friends to Jesus, when we have those opportunities, we can't let obstacles stand in our way. These friends are so committed that we hear they climb up on the roof and they tear a hole in the roof. Just think about the poor host, whoever had Jesus over for this day is now got a huge crowd in his house and now people are ripping holes in his roof. But the friends, they're, they're going to do whatever they need to to get their friend to Jesus. And we in our apostolic efforts should do the same. I want to bring my friends to Jesus. The people that I'm friends with, I want them to be friends with Jesus. I want them to encounter Jesus. I want to bring them to Jesus. And so, Jesus, I can't decide that at the least little obstacle or the least little resistance, I'm just going to give up and forget it. We just have to keep inviting. We have to keep trying. We have to make opportunities. And if there's some kind of roof in our way, we have to just take steps to move it out of the way, to rip it out of the way. Whatever is stopping us from getting our friends to you, Jesus, that we need to have that tenacity, that boldness to really make the effort and really do whatever we have to. And so that means maybe facing rejection. It means maybe being a little bit daring. It means that we're going to just have to try again and again and again. And when we meet obstacles, we're not going to quit and we're not going to give up, but rather we're going to stay faithful because we know that encountering you is the best gift. The best gift we could give any of our friends is the gift of a real encounter with you, Jesus. This paralytic, on account of the faith, the devotion of his friends, we hear When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Again, this is the beginning of chapter 2 of Mark's gospel. This is the first person in the gospel to have his sins forgiven. The very first one on account of the devotion of his friends. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. And then a little bit later, he actually restores him to help, heals him. Rise, pick up your bed, and go home. And the paralytic got up, picked up his bed, and walked home. All because of the tenacity of his friends and their willingness. And when we bring our friends to Jesus, Jesus, the best gift that you give them is the forgiveness of sins, a a restoration of relationship with you. And so we need to learn that virtue. If maybe in the past we've been cowardly, 
if we've given up at the first sign of resistance. Jesus, today we want to learn from these four friends. We don't even know their names, but they bring their friend to you, and you offer the forgiveness of sins. I just wonder as we contemplate the scene if Our Lady was there as well and how she would have been watching the scene unfold and maybe encouraging the friends, maybe pointing out the stairway to the roof, maybe in the house, a little bit of smile as the roof gets ripped off. But we ask our mother as well to to help us in this, to help us always bring our friends to Jesus so they can find life and love in him. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations which you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help in putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. 16 minutes past the hour, and this is Daybreak. It's Friday of the first week in Ordinary Time. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We begin this day with the whole church as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and and my my mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Come, let us sing to the Lord, and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving, and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth, and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him, the dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Come then, let us bow down and worship, Bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God and we are his people. The flock he shepherds. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord. For God's great love is without end. Today listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Forty years I endured that generation. 
I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end.
Rise up, Lord, and come to my aid. Rise up, Lord, and come to my aid. O Lord, plead my cause against my foes. Fight those who fight me. Take up your buckler and shield. Arise to help me. O Lord, say to my soul, I am your salvation. But my soul shall be joyful in the Lord and rejoice in his salvation. My whole being will say, Lord, who is like you, who rescue the weak from the strong and the poor from the oppressor? Lying witnesses arise and accuse me unjustly. They repay me evil for good. My soul is forlorn. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Rise up, Lord, and come to my aid. All-powerful Lord, stand by me and defend me. All-powerful Lord, stand by me and defend me. When they were sick, I went into mourning, afflicted with fasting. My prayer was ever on my lips, as for a brother, a friend. I went as though mourning a mother, bowed down with grief. Now that I am in trouble, they gather. They gather and mock me. They take me by surprise and strike me and tear me to pieces. They provoke me with mockery on mockery and gnash their teeth. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. All-powerful Lord, stand by me and defend me. My tongue will speak of your goodness all the day long. My tongue will speak of your goodness all the day long. O Lord, how long will you look on? Come to my rescue. Save my life from these raging beasts, my soul from these lions. I will thank you in the great assembly. Amid the throng I will praise you. Do not let my lying foes rejoice over me. Do not let those who hate me unjustly wink eyes at each other. O Lord, you have seen. Do not be silent. Do not stand afar off. Awake, stir to my defense, to my cause, O God. Let there be joy for those who love my cause. Let them say without end, Great is the Lord who delights in the peace of his servant. Then my tongue shall speak of your justice all day long of your praise. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Lord, you rescue the poor from their oppressors and you rose to the aid of your beloved Son against those who unjustly sought his life. Look on your church as we journey to you, 
that the poor and weak may recognize the help you provide and proclaim your saving act. My tongue will speak of your goodness all the day long. My son, take my words to heart. Do as I say, and you will live. A reading from the book of Sirach. His rebuke marks out the path for the lightning, and speeds the arrow of his judgment to their goal. At it the storehouse is opened, and like vultures the clouds hurry forth. In his majesty he gives the storm its power, and breaks off the hailstones. He sprinkles the snow like fluttering birds. It comes to settle like swarms of locusts. Its shining whiteness blinds the eyes. The mind is baffled by its steady fall. He scatters frost like so much salt. It shines like blossoms on the thorn bush. Cold northern blasts he sends that turn the ponds to lumps of ice. He freezes over every body of water and clothes each pool with a coat of mail. When the mountain's growth is scorched with heat, and the flowering plains as though by flames, the dripping clouds restore them all, and the scattered dew enriches the parched land. He is the plan that calms the deep and plants the islands in the sea. Those who go down to the sea tell part of its story, and when we hear them, we are thunderstruck. In it are his creatures, stupendous, amazing, all kinds of life, and the monsters of the deep. For him each messenger succeeds, and at his bidding accomplishes his will. More than this we need not add. Let the last word be, He is all in all. Let us praise Him and more, since we cannot fathom Him. For greater is He than all His works. Awful indeed is the Lord's majesty, and wonderful is His power. Lift up your voices to glorify the Lord though he is still beyond your power to praise. Extol him with renewed strength and weary not, though you cannot reach the end. For who can see him and describe him, or who can praise him as he is? Beyond these many things lie hid. Only a few of his works have we seen. It is the Lord who has made all things, and to those who fear him he gives wisdom. Glorify God with all your skill, and still all you say will fall short. The sum of all our words is, He is all. How shall we be able to give Him fitting praise, for He is so much greater than all His works? The sum of all our words is, He is all. A reading from a discourse against the pagans by St. Athanasius, Bishop. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made. In these words, John the theologian teaches that nothing exists or remains in being except in and through the Word. Think of a musician tuning his lyre. By his skill, he adjusts high notes to low and intermediate notes to the rest and produces a series of harmonies. So, too, the wisdom of God holds the world like a lyre and joins things in the air to those on earth and things in heaven to those in the air and brings each part into harmony with the whole. 
by his decree and will, he regulates them all to produce the beauty and harmony of a single well-ordered universe. While remaining unchanged with his Father, he moves all creation by his unchanging nature, according to the Father's will. To everything he gives existence and life in accordance with its nature, and so creates a wonderful and truly divine harmony. To illustrate this profound mystery, let us take the example of a choir of many singers. A choir is composed of a variety of men, women, and children, of both old and young. Under the direction of one conductor, each sings in the way that is natural for him. Men with men's voices, boys with boys' voices, old people with old voices, young people with young voices. Yet all of them produce a single harmony. Or consider the example of our soul. It moves our senses according to their several functions, so that in the presence of a single object, they all act simultaneously. The eye sees, the ear hears, the hand touches, the nose smells, the tongue tastes, and often the other parts of the body act as well, as, for example, the feet may walk. Although this is only a poor comparison, it gives some idea of how the whole universe is governed. The Word of God has but to give a gesture of command, and everything falls into place. Every creature performs its own proper function, and all together constitute one single harmonious order. Praise the God of heaven. Give thanks to him before all men. For, for he, he has, has done, done many good things, things for you. Praise God and sing to him. Proclaim the marvels he has done. For, for he, he has, has done, done many good things for you. Let us pray. Attend the pleas of your people with heavenly care, O Lord, we pray, that they may see what must be done and gain strength to do what they have seen. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. 23 minutes before the hour, today's gospel in just a few minutes, an interesting one. In conversation with God and morning prayer also coming up on Daybreak. It's daybreak for Friday, January 13th, 2023 on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's gospel, it must have been an interesting scene to watch. Several guys up on the roof, tearing a hole in the roof and lowering their paralyzed friend down through it. It's from the second chapter of the Gospel of Mark. When Jesus returned to Capernaum after some days, it was reported that he was at home, and many were gathered together so that there was no longer room for them, not even about the door. Jesus was preaching the word to them. And they came, bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. When they could not get near Jesus because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And when they had made an opening, they let down the pallet on which the paralytic lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, My son, 
your sins are forgiven. Now, some of the scribes were sitting there, questioning in their hearts. Why does this man speak thus? It is blasphemy. Who can forgive sins but God alone? And immediately Jesus, perceiving in his spirit that they thus questioned within themselves, said to them, Why do you question thus in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven? Or to say, Rise, take up your pallet and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, rise, take up your pallet, and go home. And he rose, and immediately took up the pallet, and went out before them all, so that they were all amazed and glorified God. We never saw anything like this. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, Daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. If you're going to do apostolate, and we definitely are called to do so just by our baptism, there are a few prerequisites, some things that we need to do the job. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 3, Ordinary Time. In his apostolic task, the Christian asks to practice other human virtues if he is to be a good instrument of God in his mission of re-Christianizing the world. Fortitude, when we meet with the obstacles that present themselves in one way or another in every apostolic task. Constancy and patience, because like a seed, a soul sometimes takes time before it bears fruit. And because we cannot achieve in a matter of days what God has perhaps foreseen should take months or even years. Audacity, so that we introduce deeper subjects into our conversations, which may never arise if we do not bring them up at the right moment. And also that we propose higher ideals for our friends who cannot even conjecture at them for themselves. Truthfulness and authenticity, without which friendship cannot exist. Our world needs men and women who are all of a piece, who are exemplary in their work. Men and women without complexes, who are sober, serene, profoundly human, firm, understanding, but intransigent in matters concerning Christ's doctrine. Courteous, just, loyal, cheerful, optimistic, generous, hardworking, simple, courageous. In this way, they will be good collaborators with God's grace. For the Holy Spirit uses man as an instrument. Then their works take on a divine effectiveness, like a tool which of itself is incapable of producing anything, but in the hands of a good craftsman can produce a masterpiece. Imagine the joy of those men in the gospel account as they go back with their friend cured in body and soul. Their encounter with Christ would have strengthened their friendship still more, which is what happens in all true apostolate. We should not forget that there is no sickness that cannot be cured by Christ. We can never consider people we meet each day as fellow students, colleagues, or workmates, relatives, or next-door neighbors as beyond recovery. Many of them have been, it seems, prevented from coming closer to Jesus Christ. It is up to us, with the help of grace, to lead them to Him. 
Great love for Christ will be what moves us to an operative faith without human respect, without our allowing ourselves to be stopped by the normal difficulties we will come up against. When we find ourselves today close to the tabernacle, let us make sure we talk to the Master about those friends of ours whom we want to take to Him so that He can cure them. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Fifteen minutes before the hour, and we join the whole church in prayer now. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Lord, you will accept the true sacrifice offered on your altar. Lord, you will accept the true sacrifice offered on your altar. Have mercy on me, God, in your kindness. In your compassion, blot out my offense. O oh, wash me more and more from my guilt, and cleanse me from my sin. My offenses, truly, I know them. My sin is always before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned. What is evil in your sight, I have done. That you may be justified when you give sentence, and be without reproach when you judge. O see, in guilt I was born, a sinner was I conceived. Indeed, you love truth in the heart, then in the secret of my heart teach me wisdom. O purify me, then I shall be clean. O wash me, I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear rejoicing and gladness, that the bones you have crushed may revive. From my sins turn away your face and blot out all my guilt. A pure heart create for me, O God. Put a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, nor deprive me of your Holy Spirit. Give me again the joy of your help. With a spirit of fervor sustain me that I may teach transgressors your ways, and sinners may return to you. O rescue me, God, my helper, and my tongue shall ring out your goodness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall declare your praise. For in sacrifice you take no delight. Burnt offering from me you would refuse. My sacrifice a contrite spirit, a humbled, contrite heart, you will not spurn. In your goodness show favor to Zion, rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with lawful sacrifice, holocaust offered on your altar. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it, it was, was in the, the beginning, beginning, is, is now, and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. 
Father, he who knew no sin was made sin for us, to save us and restore us to your friendship. Look upon our contrite heart and afflicted spirit and heal our troubled conscience, so that in joy and strength of the Holy Spirit we may proclaim your praise and glory before all the nations. Lord, you will accept the true sacrifice offered on your altar. All the descendants of Israel will glory in the Lord's gift of victory. All the descendants of Israel will glory in the Lord's gift of victory. Truly with you God is hidden, the God of Israel, the Savior. Those are put to shame and disgrace who vent their anger against him. Those go in disgrace who carve images. Israel, you are saved by the Lord, saved forever. You shall never be put to shame or disgrace in future ages. For thus says the Lord, the creator of the heavens, who is God, the designer and maker of the earth, who established it, not creating it to be a waste, but designing it to be lived in. I am the Lord, and there is no other. I have not spoken from hiding, nor from some dark place of the earth, and I have not said to the descendants of Jacob, Look for me in an empty waste. I, the Lord, promise justice. I foretell what is right. Come and assemble, gather together, you fugitives among the Gentiles. They are without knowledge who bear wooden idols and pray to gods that cannot save. Come here and declare in council together, who announced this from the beginning and foretold it from of old. Was it not I, the Lord, besides whom there is no other God? There is no just and saving God but me. Turn to me and be safe, all you ends of the earth, for I am God. There is no other. By myself I swear, uttering my just decree and my unalterable word. To me every knee shall bend, by me every tongue shall swear, saying, Only in the Lord are just deeds and power. Before him in shame shall come all who vent their anger against him. In the Lord shall be the vindication and the glory of all the descendants of Israel. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it as was, it was in, the in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and will, will be, be forever. forever. Amen. All the descendants of Israel will glory in the Lord's gift of victory. Let us go into God's presence singing for joy. Let us go into God's presence singing for joy. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before Him singing for joy. Know that He, the Lord, is God. He made us. We belong to Him. We are His people, the sheep of His flock. Go within His gates giving thanks. Enter His courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to Him and bless His name. Indeed, how good is the Lord, eternal His merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. 
Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. With joy and gladness we cry out to you, Lord, and ask you, open our hearts to sing your praises and announce your goodness and truth. Let us, Let us go, go into God's, God's presence, presence singing, singing for joy. A reading from the letter to the Ephesians. Never let evil talk pass your lips. Say only the good things men need to hear, things that will really help them. Do nothing that will sadden the Holy Spirit with whom you were sealed against the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, all passion and anger, harsh words, slander, and malice of every kind. In place of these, be kind to one another compassionate, and mutually forgiving, just as God has forgiven you in Christ. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. At daybreak, be merciful to me. At At daybreak, daybreak, be be merciful merciful to me. me. Make known to me the path that I must walk. Be Be merciful merciful to me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. At daybreak, be merciful to me. The Lord has come to his people and set them free. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham to set us free from the hands of our enemies Free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight, all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the the tender tender compassion of our God, the dawn dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord has come to his people and set them free. Through his cross, the Lord Jesus brought salvation to the human race. We adore him, and in faith we call out to him, Lord, pour out your mercy upon us. Lord, pour out your mercy upon us. Christ, rising Son, Warm us with your rays. And restrain us from every evil impulse. 
Lord, pour out your mercy upon us. Keep guard over our thoughts, words, and actions. And make us pleasing in your sight this day. Lord, pour out your mercy upon us. Turn your gaze from our sinfulness. And cleanse us from our iniquities. Lord, pour out your mercy upon us. Through your cross and resurrection, fill us with the consolation of the Spirit. Lord, pour out your mercy upon us. Let us make our prayers and praise complete by offering the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. God, our Father, you conquer the darkness of ignorance by the light of your word. Strengthen within our hearts the faith you have given us. Let not temptation ever quench the fire that your love has kindled within us. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Hey, the weekend is right around the corner. Don't forget to keep on praying. Morning Air is coming up next with John and Glenn, Patrick Madrid a bit later on. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central, or on the Relevant Radio app. Go out now, make this a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.